Welcome, writers, readers, and friends to the Authors Talking Bookish podcast. I'm Donna Norman Carbone, author of All That is Sacred. And I'm Hope Gibbs, author of Where the Grass Grows Blue. We're two debut writers traditionally published by a small publishing house, bringing to you all the experiences that we as authors learn the hard way, so you don't have to. We'll give you insights from the inception of a book idea to publication and beyond. And along the way, we'll share our love of books from the writer's perspective. Hello, friends. Welcome back. Um, This is episode 15, and we're doing our very first interview today. Hi, Hope. How are you? I'm great. How are you today, Donna? I'm fantastic. Do you want to tell everyone who our first interview is with? Well, this is so exciting because uh, this author was really one of the first writers, uh, published authors who kind of took me and Donna as well under Mm -hmm. her wing. And I cannot be more thrilled than to have Grace Salmon as our very first author. Uh, this is this is just ex- so excite- exciting because she kind of left, you know, kind of guided us into podcasting as well. So I am so excited to introduce none other than Grace. Hey, Grace, how are you? I am wonderful. Hope and Donna, I am so thrilled. Uh, you're doing such great things on Author Talking Bookish. So it's really a treat to be your guest today. Thank you for having me. Thank you. It's a treat to have you here and very fitting that you're our first guest. Well, you know, I've watched you both flourish as authors. Um, You're doing this podcast, you're doing so much over at Bookish Road Trip and uh, the collaboration that the two of you really show each other and other authors is just what I believe is so much a part of our Bookish community. Thank you. Well, this year, you know, we decided to to change things up a little bit in 2024 by adding guests. And, and to, you know, obviously Grace is here, but she's more than just an author. So we're going to ask her about her other, you know, areas of expertise in publishing. But we're also going to be interviewing uh, publishing experts. We're going to be interviewing bookstagrammers and also the most important people, the readers themselves. So mm-hmm. we're going to be doing this about every third podcast, but I cannot think of a better way than to start out 2024 with our first author. And I just want to give you guys a little background about who Grace is. Um, she is an entrepreneur, educator, speaker, and she is an author. Um, she has managed two uh, nonprofit companies, and she has traveled to 35 states, 10 foreign countries. She is recognized in who's who in education and literature. And her award-winning fourth book and debut novel, The Eves, as well as her return to her early love as radio. She is the founder of Author Talk Network, a member of the WFWA, the WNBA, and she is the director of membership for Bookish Road Trip. So again, I we cannot thank you enough for being here. Thanks so much. So we're going to dive into some questions with Grace. Grace wears many, many hats. So we're going to ask her about the many hats that she wears and what her advice is that she learned the hard way. So Grace, we're going to start with the one question you think authors should ask themselves when they're embarking on their own writing journeys. 
That's a great question, and it's such an important one. When I went to my publisher, he asked me one question over and over and over again. And that question was, why are you writing this book? And I didn't have a good answer. And if you ever play that game with students or with family members, when you ask that question, why, over and over and over again, you have to get deeper and deeper into the answer. You know, you might want to, it might start out as simply as, why do you want to go out to dinner tonight? And it could be because I'm hungry. But by the time you get to the fourth or fifth why, it's because, you know, I haven't had Thai food in a long time or somebody today mentioned this at work. And when you drill down and ask yourself, why are you writing your book? That's going to drive everything else that you're doing. For me, why I wrote The Eves, at least, and because I now have seven books, each of the answers is different. But I think that that question is so important. The way you answer the question, why am I writing this book, is going to have so much to do with who is your audience? What is the message you personally are trying to say because every book is a personal journey for that author so it's why are you writing it for yourself who is your audience and then it's about everything that follows who you're going to market it to how are you going to market it are you going to choose instagram versus TikTok versus facebook for a platform based on demographics are you going to do all of those things where do you think the book should be heard, listened to, that will de develop a lot into where you're going to market it. Do you want to do library talks? Do you want to do school talks? I have an author friend named Libby McNamee, and she writes young adult fiction, usually historical fiction, um, placed mostly in the early United States. She has developed an incredible marketing technique of going to historic properties who love carrying her book. Hmm. So that why is going to drive absolutely every interaction that you have if you answer it carefully. I yeah. love that. And so your book, The Eves, um, I was actually, how I met you, I went to Bookish Road Trips uh, book club for the very first time. And this was two years ago. Mm -hmm. And I was lucky enough to be the, the random winner. And I got an autograph book. And when you sent it to me, you sent like a little spoon, you sent a note and you sent an empty bottle of vodka, which was important to the story <laughs> and to, to your, your main protagonist, Jessica. But it was such an, I was blown away. And so tell me why you wrote The Eves, because it's a beautiful story. Thank mm. you. I wrote it because I, as you mentioned in the intro so kindly, I was an educational consultant. I focused on improving high schools in the United States, particularly our most challenged high schools. So I've worked in, oh, name the toughest city you can. I've probably worked in there. I've worked on Native American lands. And I was traveling 200 days a year. I was exhausted. And the market was changing. Um, my mom had passed. My dad was elderly. And I kept saying to myself, what's it going to be like when I'm done? And I really thought I was done. Um, <laughs> What's it going to be like when I'm no longer a parent? My children were now adult children, so they didn't need the mom. I wasn't the daughter I was and knew that I would soon be losing that role as a daughter. And I knew that I would at some point be leaving the educational world behind, at least at the pace of 200 days a year travel. So I asked myself the question, what does it mean when all your roles are stripped away? Who does that leave you with? And then how do you 
um, move into that second, third, fourth chapter of your life, depending on how you define it. So I created Jessica, who had lost all of those roles. Um, the empty bottle of vodka is important because there were very many empty bottles of vodka in Jessica's life. She was lying to herself about so many things. So it's that transition of Jessica from really being lost, um, having no foundation, to w when she meets these diverse older women uh, and how they are living out their lives so meaningfully. So I'm, I'm so glad you liked the book, Hope. Thank you. So you talked about um, feeling like you were done and finding the eaves and sort of that paving the way um, for you as a fiction author. And I know that you wear so many different hats. I'm just wondering, how did how did writing the eaves lead to you discovering radio and your radio show, The Storytellers and The Launchpad, which are so, so well watched? Um, you have some fabulous guests. And so I, I'm just wondering if you can take us through that transition. That happened in a very odd way, to tell you the truth. I, um, as we all do, um, when we launch a book, we try to get on a lot of podcasts, we um, write blogs, we interact with people, we build community, right? So one of the shows that I was lucky enough to do was with a wonderful woman named Gail Carson. And mm -hmm. she labeled herself as the spunky old broad. <laughs> the name of her radio station was SOB radio for spunky old broad and she was an amazing woman 86 years old and she asked me to be on her show we had a great two hours together actually she did a two-part series and she called me the next day and said that was so much fun you were such a great guest I would like to offer you your own show and I said Gail I can't do that I'm done <laughs> and she delightfully said did you not read your book <laughs> Did your characters not teach you anything? Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so I took a leap. And uh, I think we're almost at, oh, I don't know, 130 episodes. Mm -hmm. And again, you know, Donna, thank you for um, mentioning the guests. I have enjoyed having people who have just debuted their first book. You know, mm -hmm. it, it may be out a few weeks. They don't aren't very long on their author journey. But I have had Nobel Peace Prize winners, Academy Award winners, um, playwrights, story writers, um, actresses, uh, just, and that a lot of those guests come from networking. You know, part of it is mm -hmm. putting out the word uh, that you're interested in guests. And I, and I now, uh, I think I have a backlog of 20 guests that I have not yet hosted. But um, there's a wonderful woman who's a screenwriter, playwriter, a novelist, memoirist named Amy Ferris. Mm -hmm. And Amy knows everyone in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. So she put me in touch with some amazing, amazing people. So to be able to have Marta Kaufman, for example, on my show, she wrote Friends, she wrote all of the Grace and Frankie episodes. Um, mm -hmm. She was absolutely a stunning, stunning guest. Uh, she put me in touch with Beth Brody, who actually got Prince's career started. Oh, so wow. some of those guests were absolutely amazing. My next door neighbor happens to know a Nobel Peace Prize winner. Um, I know um, Louis Armstrong's hidden daughter. So mm -hmm. there's, there's that networking and uh, putting the word out. And that led to so many other things. Yeah, networking is so important in our industry, isn't it? 
It really is. And it's so gratifying. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's something that you do so well is that, you know, when I needed those, that first blurb, you were the first person that I reached out to. And and for those who who don't really know what an author blurb is, you send your manuscript to a, a, you know, a published author and you hope that they will give you a blurb that you can use on your social media, on, you know, on everything that you put out there. And that's a lot of work. And you were so gracious. And I know you also gave Donna a blurb. And that's mm-hmm. what I have always respected about you is that you so give back to this community. Oh, thank you. And look at what the two of you have done. Both of you have multi-award winning books. They're doing really well. You were on <laughs> Times Square. Yeah. I mean, how exciting is that? That no, was something. Mm. To stand in Times Square and see your book up, books up there, pretty impressive. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So let's talk about how you prepare for an interview, because it's very different from the side that we're on right now versus the side that you're on. How how many hours do you prepare just for just one of your shows? Oh, that's really an interesting question. And it does get easier. I know I'm your first guest. It was interesting. I've been on the other side of the microphone for a year and a half. And even though I still do some sporadic interviews, I was thinking today, oh my goodness, I haven't done an interview in three months now. What do I have to do? You know, do I need note cards on my computer? Which is what I tell guests all the time when I coach guests on shows, you know, have note cards. I've forgotten names of characters in my books when I'm talking about them. So I would have to have note cards just to prompt or if there's a specific message I want to get across as a guest, I sometimes have to uh, leave prompts there. Uh, You know, it's the old high school debating rule of if you are asked a question, you always answer the question with whatever you actually wanted to say. (laughs) So I remember as a guest, I sometimes have to remember that. But to your point, um, Hope, it really varies. When I tend to over-prepare, and I have been told that by our radio station owner. I, My two shows both air on Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. They're heard in 153 countries. Um, I over-prepare. Many, many hosts read the blurb, read a book blurb, read a bio. I listen to interviews. I listen for subtleties. I go to their uh, my guests' websites. Uh, I listen to multiple interviews if there's something that I'm really trying to get at. I always try to provide my guests with an interview that's not going to be the standard of things that I do get to, but like, why do you write your book? Why, mm-hmm. you know... There are certain questions that I love asking. How have your characters changed you? How has writing changed you? There are some questions that I love that process. But I try to get to a point where I can ask a question maybe nobody else has asked. So with my show, The Storytellers, I do, I would say, probably a minimum of two hours of prep for each 20-minute show. Um And that would be a minimum. I would say in the early days, though, if they were an author, I read a book or I read multiple books. So now you're in multiple hours. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't have the time to do that anymore. But I will still, and this is a cheat. It's a great cheat. Amazon lets you read the first 20 to 50 pages of someone's book. Mm -hmm. At the look inside this book section, I will always read the beginning of maybe one or two of their books on the um, that so I would say for storytellers a minimum of two hours sometimes three 
And for Launchpad, though, Launchpad is a very fun show for me today to do. It uh, has four authors on a time, at, on at a time. It is all um, authors talking about their launches, and it's a thirty-minute show. And for that, I frequently will just read their bio, read their book blurb, and then try to make connections between them. They may be part of the same press, they may be in the same genre. They may never know each other, but even though they're in very different genres, there may be a common thread about family secrets or um, obstacles that they have had to uncover, whether it's a memoir or a novel. So that one, I would say, I've got that one down to about an hour. With all these things that you do, Grace, I'm wondering about time management. Like, what does a day in the life of Grace Salmon look like? Um... I'm trying to be better balanced. Mm-hmm. We got three books out um, this past year from January to um, June. And it was the three books you have on the screen, Launchpad, The Countdown to Writing Your Book, which was a um, bestseller for a minute on Amazon, which was exciting. Um, publishing your book and marketing your book. I have to be very honest. I didn't use good time management. I totally burnt out. I was doing the two radio shows. Mm-hmm. The three books have a total of 40 authors in them. They're traditionally published through Red Penguin. Uh, They have authors from around the world, so we had to decide on things like writing styles. You Mm -hmm. know, if uh, someone in Scotland said, whilst, were we going to change that to American English? Right. So lots of behind-the-scenes discussions. So um, to get to the point about time management, I... um, had no time to do anything last year other than Mm -hmm. get those three books out and uh, do a little bit of marketing, not as much marketing as I think we should have done um, on them. And uh, right now I am doing some writing, uh, a bunch of articles, nothing novel-ish. And I long to write another novel. I really do. I have six nonfiction books out and I would tell you that there is something I both admire in people who can write novels and long to create that again for myself. Yeah. As someone who has read all of the Launchpad books, and I honestly keep them next to my desk, I highly recommend them to our audience because there is so much wisdom in there with, you know, all of the authors who contributed um, from, you know, writing to marketing to publishing. It's It, it really has everything that you need. So thank, thank you, and you there, for those. There, there are free um, downloads that you can mm-hmm. get if you go to launchpadradio.com. Um, you can watch episodes of the show, but you can learn more about the books. And there are free downloads that you can get from every single book. We, uh, we designed it so that authors, thank you, Donna, would do just that. Every mm-hmm. chapter ends with a countdown, a top 10 um, recommendation about whether it's punctuation or style mm. or marketing. Um, and then there are free downloads throughout. So, yeah. And I want to circle back to the marketing because, you know, our tagline here is, you know, the things that we learned the hard way so you don't have to. And something Donna and I, because Donna and I talk on the phone multiple times a week. <laughs> the thing that surprised us the most is that when you, you think when you're an author, when you're starting out, that the launch day oh, that's the big day and I have to do everything beforehand. And Donna and I are much busier now, you know, nine to 10 mm-hmm. months after our launches than we were right at our launch. And we've 
we've learned the hard way and in good ways, marketing. So tell us a little bit about, you know, what if you could advise a, a first time writer or someone who's thinking about writing their first book, what are some of the most important parts of book marketing? Well, I love that you say that you're busier because I think that's really, really exciting. Um, traditionally, if you're going to work with a publicist, they're going to tell you to get all this marketing done three months out. Well, I launched at the start of COVID and there was no ability to do book tours or some of the things that authors traditionally think of. So there was a huge learning curve in COVID. And I think quite honestly, for many of us, it launched us into things like Authors Talking Bush, Bookish, your fabulous um, podcast, you probably wouldn't have done that if we had had traditional launches. You may have, may not have. Mm -hmm. But I think with the marketing, just as you have to know why you're writing your book, you have to know who are you marketing to, um, and you need to have a marketing budget. I don't care, even if you're not hiring a publicist, you need to have a marketing budget, whether it's for Facebook ads or whether it's for, um, hope the things that you reference, swag, you know, the, the little tiny spoons and the empty bottles of vodka, those bottles don't get emptied by themselves, you know, so you have to go out, you have to buy those little bottles of vodka and you have to, you know, you're gonna want bookmarks. You're, so I, I would say, Think about how much money you want to spend, but also think about the time that you want to spend. And you're going to have to spend lots and lots of time. And your time is precious. If the answer to writing why I'm writing my book is so that I can establish myself as an author, and then within that there's going to be subdivisions, of course. But if you're really looking to define yourself as an author, you need time to continue to write. So creating both a time budget kind of allotted back to um, Donna's question about time management. How much time are you going to spend? Which social media platforms? I used to be on X, formerly known as Twitter. I, I'm not there anymore. I, I didn't have a lot of traction. I used it for some things, not others. Facebook is where my demographics is happiest. I do some work on Instagram. So knowing your audience is going to be important. But both your time management and your money management is going to be critical. If you're doing posts, which I think any author is going to be doing regardless of what platform they're choosing, you're going to want to find some shortcuts to that. Many of us use Canva. I use Canva Pro for a slight amount of money at, every year. That allows you to build 25 posts at a time relatively easily. So it's going to help you with your time management. If you decide what kind of posts you're going to do on certain days, that's going to be really helpful. I tend to do certain kinds of posts on every day. I did something, and hope I've heard you talk about this um, <laughs> when we all live over on Bookish Road Trip, uh, our favorite Facebook platform. Um, I s spent way too much time on social media in the beginning. When I was posting, I would sit there for an hour just waiting for somebody mm -hmm. to respond. Now, the algorithms respect that. If you post on Instagram within a half hour and you start responding, it's going to show more people. Facebook does the same thing. So it's not only the interaction that you want from uh, your viewers, but how you interact back. But I spent far too much time um, in the very beginning living on the socials. And I do that a lot less now. And the other thing, I when you kept talking about the why, and, and this is one thing that when 
Don and I, you're the first person we reached out to saying, I think we want to do a podcast. And you hit us with a question of, well, what is your author mission statement? What is going to be your podcast mission statement? What is your brand? And you really got us to think, you know, to ourselves, well, what is our brand? And we kind of had dabbled with it, but you really brought that home to us. Can you tell our audience a little bit about how important your brand and your mission statement, no matter what you're doing, a, a podcast, author, can you explain a little bit about that? So brand is really important. There's a woman named Lisa Montanero who wrote a chapter in our, one of our books on branding. And I, I will be very candid. I didn't do it well, and I'm beginning to kind of back into it now, and my book's been out three years. Um, brand is as simple as at the core of it, who are you, what are you about, what is it that you want to communicate? So there's that core value. It goes back to the why of the book. Um, and it, it's, it's how you, so it's that. It's also how do you interact in our author community and with readers. Um, I like to be very reader focused, but the author community is only part of that formula, right? You need to that reader focus and the author focus. Um, but what is it you want to be? I always want to support other authors. That's part of my personal mission. Um, you see the handprints behind me. That's very much about how do we want to leave our mark on the world. So that's your author brand. Then you get down into specific things like what colors, what fonts. Um, we, we have worked with an author named Julie Valerie who has created a very clear brand. If you see a Julie Valerie post, you know it. The font is a certain font. The colors are certain color. And I would recommend that to any author for their own posting. I think that will do, um, make your own posting easier. Hope I noticed particularly, you know, you wrote when the grass grows blue, you frequently have violets, you use the blue. So there's a lot of that branding that comes through so that if I'm scrolling quickly through Instagram or Facebook, I will stop and recognize a brand. Well, Donna, we have one, we, our time is running out. We could talk to you for an hour, right? but, um, but we have My time pleasure. for, we have time for one more question. I'm going to let Donna ask that. Uh, so go ahead, Donna. Okay. I'm going to, this one dovetails nicely from what you just, um, we're talking about brand. Your tagline is, um, when we tell our stories, everything changes. What has changed most significantly for you through this whole process? You know, um, yeah, when our stories are told, everything changes. I think we all have such an important voice. I think that for me as a radio show host, as an author, as a collaborator, it's that I think I'm a better listener than I've ever been before. Um, I hope I lift people up better than I have ever lifted people up before. And it is really funny at the age of 70, to say that I am not done and <laughs> I have so much more. Uh, I have more confidence. I have more joy. Um, yeah. I have more work to do. Well, we're glad you're not done. Thank you. <laughs> well, Grace, this has been such a wonderful experience. It's You've given our audience so much to think about and your expertise in so many different areas. And we are so grateful to not only have you as a guest, but we can call you as our kind of our mentor, as our friend, our colleague uh, over at Bookish Road Trip as well. And 
I know Donna, Donna and I are just so grateful for everything that you do. And thank you for spending a little time with us. My pleasure. Yeah. You guys are great. You're nowhere near done. <laughs> Take care. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. And so Donna, why don't you tell everybody about our next episode? Um, and sure. also real quick before we go, Grace, where can our audience find you? Because I know they're going to want to follow you on social media and your website. Thanks so much. You can find me on my website, gracesalmon.net. It's right there on the screen. Um, every episode for Storytellers and Launchpad is there. Lots of free materials, uh, book club guides, etc. I'd be happy to Zoom to anybody's book club. And you can follow me on Instagram at gracesalmonwrites and on Facebook at gracesalmon. And I have an author page and a personal page, and I'm way more busy on my personal page. So visit me there. <laughs> Thank you again, Grace. Um, yes. Our next episode is going to be on character development, how to make your characters jump off the page. Um, you can find us on Spotify, Apple, Google, and our website, www.authorstalkingbookish.com. Thanks, everybody. Have a great day. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Hope Gibbs. And I'm Donna Norman Carbone. It's time for you to get to work. We look forward to seeing you in two weeks with another tip from your author friends. <clears throat>